Yes, welcome to the People Sports Podcast, the first ever episode. My name is Mark Titus. I work for Fox Sports. Her name is Charlotte Wilder. She also works for Fox Sports. It works out well that we work at the same company. That makes uh, the contract situation very easy for this show. Charlotte, explain to the people very quickly your entire identity condensed down to one bullet point. Who are oh, you? Oh, boy. My entire identity, I would say, would be um, me sitting on a couch, embroidering something with a dog in my lap and sports on in the background and a mm -hmm. Yeti of wine. So that's me. That that's doesn't me. tell, that, that doesn't explain who I am, but that's what I'm about. Uh, close enough. That, that, that gets you there. I am, uh, I guess if I was to do the same for me, I am a guy who was Greg Oden's friend in seventh grade. And I've just like, I've tried to ride that out as long as possible. And it's worked well for me. I'm 33 years old and I'm still uh, riding those coattails. That's um, amazing. But I feel like we're running out of steam. I don't know how much uh, gas we have left in the tank. If I can. Well, I think it's Greg a good stories. I don't think they pop as well as they did back in like 2009, you know? <laughs> well, listen, Mark, that's why I think it's a good thing that we're doing this show for the people, giving them something new, showing them that yep. you are so much more than just Greg Oden's friend, you know? At, at long last, Charlotte, we are providing a podcast about sports. It's what the people <laughs> have wanted for years. They're like, it's so weird. Podcasts are so hot and no one does a single, there's not a single sports podcast out there. When is someone going to have the courage to step up and talk about sports on a podcast? And that's what we're here for. Uh, we are the People Sports Podcast. What do the people want more than anything else, Charlotte, in the world? Well, I'm really glad you asked that, Mark, because I think what the people want is to have a little fun. I don't know. At yes. least that's what this person wants. Um, you know, I've been working in sports for a number of years now in mm -hmm. journalism for longer than that. And um, the reason that I gravitated to sports, the reason that I wanted to do this was you can really have a lot of fun with it. Like I wasn't a huge sports fan to begin with, but I sort of started dabbling in sports Twitter and I was like, oh wait, I think this is where everybody's having all the fun. And yeah. lately everything has felt so not fun that yeah. when you and I were talking, we were like, what if we tried to have fun again? And that is that is basically the uh, hook of the show is that we are trying to do like the world sucks right now. Uh, we neither one of us like it. We can we were comparing notes. It's like Charlotte, do you like what's going on right now? And she's like, not a huge fan. I was like, yeah, me neither. Mm -hmm. That's so weird. Uh, so we decided, what if we did a show where we just like pick the dumbest stories in sports, like dumb topics, fun topics, uh, and just try to have as much fun as possible. And that is that. What are the rules of the show? If we were laying the ground rules, I would say number one. Mm -hmm. um, Always indulge tangents. If if you say the phrase, uh, will you indulge me? I will say yes. I will always say yes. Never be afraid to take it there. If that makes, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know how in improv it's like yes and? Yes. We're, yes this and. is a yes and yes, podcast. Yes, I know what you're talking about and I like it. Uh, <laughs> that we can take it. Uh, th that's what we are. We, we're a podcast that like we, we want to, maybe we start out talking about sports. Maybe we end up talking about God knows what, but uh, let's, it's, it's about the journey, not the destination on this mm. show. We're here to have a good time. Um, but yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. We want to have fun. It's got to be fun or it's got to be funny. I, I think Billy Crystal was the first guy I ever heard uh, say that. He said, uh, this is neither fun nor funny. And I, it just stuck with me. I was like, yeah, things should be fun or they should be funny. And if you're neither one, get it out of my face. Get it out of here. So that's you, what this show is. It's fun or funny. <laughs> you said it better than I could, Mark. Um, so with that said, what are we talking about today that's fun? That's a funny? great question, Charlie. Uh, so I was, I was, I, as I'm having my morning coffee, I'm watching David Blaine go up in helium balloons and I'm thinking to myself, wait, what? Did you, you did, you did see this. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we might do a hard pivot. Just make the whole Wait, show. Wait, what? David, David Blaine, Blaine. He did. The magician. He did, yeah. He did the up thing, but without the house. 
he just tied a bunch of balloons around himself and went up in the air 25,000 feet and then skydived back down. And Okay, and, that's and, a childhood dream of mine, by yeah, the way. Yeah. But I guess David Blaine beat me to it. And I'm I'm watching that. Uh, that was that was something. It was it was like like it, it was simultaneously the most boring thing you've ever watched, and also <laughs> like you couldn't look away. It reminded me. Of, do you remember the guy that was doing the uh, uh the tightrope walking in jeans, the uh, over the Grand Canyon? That was oh yeah. Was that a Walenda? Walenda, yeah, 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 Eric, yeah, yeah. Maybe. And and you're watching it, and you're like, what am I like? Best case scenario, he doesn't die, and I'm just walking. A I'm watching a guy in jeans go on a long walk. Worst you also, scenario, I'm sorry, I, I need to stop. Die. <laughs> like, what, I, what is the point of this? You are the only person I know who would who would the main sticking point of this incredible feat of a guy walking across a Grand Canyon on a tightrope is that he's wearing jeans. He was wearing like, he, <laughs> he did it in jeans. Like that is Mark Titus. For anyone who doesn't know you, like that is you. It blew my mind. I was like, what, the most like you couldn't get some dry fit on or something. You know, like <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? Wearing jeans? That made it more impressive. Honestly. Anyway, uh, David Blaine does this in balloons, and like I'm like, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, all right, so best case scenario, I watch a guy just basically litter. Like he goes up in balloons, lets them go, and they just like <laughs> fly into the stratosphere. I guess. Uh, worst case scenario, I watch a guy die live, like just you know, like. Why am I watching this? But you can't look away. Um, it's like it's like Free Solo, the movie Free Solo. Yeah, You're exactly. like, this is this is terrifying, and yet here we are. I know it's it's very fascinating. Uh, along those same lines, I saw this headline. Maybe you want to mm -hmm. talk about this. Okay. This is from Fox 11 in Los Angeles. It was today, this morning. The headline reads: FBI investigating pilots' report of quote guy in jetpack flying 3,000 feet in air near planes at LAX. Uh, so that's a UFO for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? So I, I was reading into the story and uh -huh. they're not like the, the authorities don't want to call out the pilots as lying, but like, there's a lot of, a lot of like, there's no way a guy is 3000 feet in the air in a jetpack. Like the, the pilot says he saw it. So they're like, listen, if he says he saw it, we believe him. We're going to look into it. But <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, are you kidding me? A guy in a jetpack, 3000 feet. So I don't know what the hell's going on, but. Are we sure that wasn't just David Blaine? Yeah, it was, yeah, they just saw David Blaine. Was, right there. I'm like, it's a magician guy. Okay, well, Mark, I, uh, that's a fascinating story, but it's not very sportsy. It's so not very try sportsy. again. Try again. Uh, okay, maybe this one isn't quite as sportsy either, but it involves dancing. Tiger mm. King's Carol Vaskin is joining Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we, we have to skip this. Like, I can't even comment on it because if we start talking about this, I will do an entire episode. We'll do the whole shit. Yeah. We'll, yeah. So yeah. let's skip that just, one. Just move on to that one. Uh, how about this one? This one's sports. Kirk Cousins just fine with getting coronavirus. <laughs> I die, I die. No, because that just makes me want to crawl into a dark hole. Are you kidding? Yeah, like that is that violates the rule of the show. It's neither fun nor fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Move on. Move on. Okay. We gotta next. move on. Uh all right, there's this one from CBS Sports, August 31st. Bill Belichick raves about Cam Newton as the Patriots quarterback battle continues. Quote, nobody works harder than Cam does. Hmm. Oh! Mark, we have to talk about this interesting this is it. nobody this is our no nobody not a certain other quarterback mm. who might now be playing for another no okay let's get into it um okay. do, so so basically for anyone who doesn't know bill belichick went on a radio show and he just went off about how much he loves cam newton this is a man who who i think the only people i've ever heard him praise in the nfl are kickers you know, like he'll, he'll go off on like 800 words about how much he loves kickers. And then if you ask him about his, I don't know, star quarterback of the past 20 years, he'd be like, or, uh, 
were on to Cincinnati. Or like guys who used to play the cross growing up. Football players that used to play the cross. So like he'll love Chris Hogan. Yeah, like Chris Hogan. He's like, yeah, love no. Chris Hogan. <laughs> exactly. So so first of all, this is already very uncharacteristic. Second of all, it's about Cam Newton, who 31 other teams passed on, uh, mm. if if we all recall, because he's prone to injury, but he's a fantastic player. And so Bill goes on this radio show and he says, uh, nobody works harder than Cam does. Uh, no, no, no. Mm -mm. I read the wrong part of that quote. Here we go. He's an extremely hard worker. Mm -hmm. Nobody works harder than Cam does. He's here early, he stays late, and he works very hard. Mm -hmm. Some players like to work on things they're good at. Like, mm. if you're strong on the bench press, you just throw more weight on the bench. Mm. But Cam works on things he's not as good at and tries to improve on a daily basis, and that's something I really respect about him. And he is not done. Mm. No, no. Bill Belichick continues to talk, which is shocking. He goes... That's not easy for players or really any of us to do. We'll get some ten we'll get some tendencies to do some things we're good at. So he works extremely hard in all areas. I mean interesting. So Charlotte, you're the you're the New England expert here. Mm -hmm. You are uh you're a Pats fan, correct? Is that yeah, which I've, I said this the other day, but like, thank God, because there are not enough Boston media people <laughs> yeah, in sports. And like, no one ever talks about our teams. I just feel like we're really. That should be the hook of this show is just like, like, we should just, we should advertise it as that. It's like a, a, a sports podcast from a Boston, <laughs> another, another mass hole sports podcast. Everyone tune in. Uh, with like, with like Mark Titus stuff. Yeah, with it. Mark Titus on the side. We'll let him talk. <laughs> we'll turn on his mic every so often. Uh, so. Who who is this directed towards? Because as a guy who's not a New England guy, obviously Tom Brady comes to mind. But is it mm -hmm. like like is 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 Belichick? Is he speaking? Is he saying all this? Because you, as you said, he's he's not a man that likes to talk. He's he does not like to to go on these. So it's it's got to be calculated. There's got to be a thing behind this. Is he is he is he saying something to Tom Brady? Is he saying something to Jarrett Stidham? The the other quarterback trying to inspire mm. quarterback controversy. Is he speaking to the other teams that didn't take Cam Newton? And he's like rubbing it in their face. And he's like, I'm smarter than you. I I saw something in this man that you, none of you saw. Uh, what? Who, who is he directing this towards? It's got to be Tom Brady, right? Wow, Mark, you always make me think. I hadn't thought about the Stidham angle at all. Um, I Yes, I immediately thought of Tom Brady. I feel like Bill is probably he he won't ever admit that he's upset about something i don't think he would never mm -hmm. publicly say um anything bad but i do think he's a master of the subtweet and of sort of throwing light shade and i think uh, my personal take on what's going on now i haven't i haven't talked to bill belichick i haven't talked to cam <laughs> newton i this is complete speculation but that's all sports media is so mm -hmm. um I think that both Bill and Cam are in prove it mode. And Cam, mm -hmm. that's sort of more obvious because a lot of people wrote him off. 31 teams passed on him. He's been injured. A lot of people kind of forget that he was really on fire in 2018. Um, and Bill is in prove it mode because he's got to prove that Tom Brady was a system quarterback. Right, so right. I think this is directed not only at Tom Brady, probably at Cam too, to like pump him up, but also to the fan base to say, we need you to throw your support behind this guy because this is our guy and we're going to do it. So my question to you is, is there a world in which Tom Brady and Bill Belichick can both win this breakup? Because it feels like, like you said, uh, the the narrative is now going to be one of these guys is the reason they were always great. It, it, like it, it, it doesn't seem like there could be both. It's either like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever and Bill Belichick was riding his coattails <laughs> or 
Bill, but like Tom Brady's a system quarterback who just so happened to have the greatest coach ever calling the shots, and he was just at the right place at the right time. Is there a world where they both win? Like, I guess kind of like if the Buccaneers are great and the pay, like they both are good this year. But does that like I feel like there's there's there could only be one winner, right? In, in Man, this. yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, I think that it's very hard to have nuance when you talk about, mm. you know, greatness um, in sports. And so what probably happened is that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were both in the exact right place at the right time. And they had the chemistry and they had the team and everything mm. sort of lined up the way it had to. And probably I would say one couldn't have done it without the other, but right. now the story moving forward is going to be that one always could have done it without the right. other one. And whoever wins more games this season is the one who, who made the Patriots great for 20 years. Yeah. You can't, you can't just say, uh, you know, it, 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 they both fed off of each other. It, no, you, we can't have that. That's not good <laughs> enough. We have to have one winner. We have to, we have to point to one guy and say, he's the go. The other guy was just mooching off of his success. Uh, and I'm, it's going to be fascinating to watch uh, how this, because the, the Buccaneers are going to be pretty good. The Patriots, like you said, they're not supposed to be good, right? A lot of no, and are, they're missing like nine guys because of coronavirus. I, I will say the Patriots, every single year, the Patriots and Patriots fans, you find a way going into the season to pretend <laughs> like the world is against you and to say like nobody believes in us. And you're like, you're the goddamn Patriots. And literally every single person believes in you. Everybody. Every no. single... <laughs> I know you're right. It's sort of like I will still use like my high school experience of always getting in trouble and like getting detentions. It's be like the teachers counted me out, and it's like yeah. you're doing fine, Charlotte. Like I do love that. I do know? love that. That the guy you you hear successful guys that are like you know I had my my eighth grade math teacher told me I'd be in prison, <laughs> and you're like oh my god, what math teacher in eighth grade is like telling students you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison? Like is this a thing? Right, like, <laughs> you're like you have bigger issues than whether you're successful or not. There are apparently a lot of teachers out there uh, who, who's like, I feel like Michael Jordan was saying that stuff during the last dance, whether he was or not. But like, that's the attitude of Michael Jordan is like, nobody ever believed in me. Right. Everyone said I was going to be better in prison by the time I was 20. And and then you start adding it up, all the people that say that, and you're like, my God, we have thousands of teachers across this country that just tell their students, you're not going to amount to anything. They look that's them actually... in the eye. They look 12 year olds in the eye and say, you're going to be nothing. Son. <laughs> that is such a good point. If you put these stories together, like no teacher believes in any anybody. I don't know. Anybody. Do you have like? Is there something? I mean, I guess we're getting kind of we're on a tangent already on our tangent. But yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Like, do I have a like? Is a there anything? Like that? Yeah, like, that sort of nobody fuels believed you. in me. Like your sixth round draft pick moment. Um, no, I'm uh, I I I don't know. I guess like mine was always like when I was growing up, I. I, I I I lived in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, and I think like I I don't know. I I just couldn't imagine ever like doing this for a living. So I I, I can't really answer that. Like no one ever said we don't believe in you because I was kind of a, a I was a jock and I got decent grades. So like I was kind of the I don't know a little right. bit of an all American kid type thing. Like you know. That's but, so nice. That's so I'm so happy. Yeah, that, I don't I don't so mean to say that to pat myself no, on the delightful. back. Just, yeah, like I was I was like the best basketball player in the school and I got decent grades. So like I don't think they're like no school counselor was sitting me down saying like you're not going anywhere, kid. You know? Right. Um, it was like you'll you'll probably go to Ohio State. But still it was like, yeah, if you're lucky, you'll you'll graduate from college. And if you're super lucky, maybe you'll open a car dealership in town. <laughs> you know, like you'll come back here and open, you know, like someday when you're when you're 50 years old, it'll be Mark Titus Honda and I mean, Brownsburg, Indiana or something, you know? <laughs> you would have more inflatable tube men if 
if that yeah. were the case. So maybe you should have followed that path. But I think this is this is less about like what motivates you and more about breakups and the end of dynasties. And yeah. we're kind of seeing another example of that uh, with, you know, we're recording this before the um, OKC Houston game mm -hmm. seven tonight. So we're not going to pretend like we know what happens. Although we could tape two versions, one where we, we could, yeah. say that each team wins and then just use the that one that was, was right. Yeah. Uh, but basically, so you have, you know, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who are both on the Thunder now playing against mm -hmm. them. So that's kind of a breakup situation. And Chris Paul was on the Rockets last year, is now on the Thunder. Uh, Chris Paul, one of the pettiest guys in NBA history. Uh, Russell Westbrook, also extremely petty. Um, and it's bubble. This is this is the the tenor of this series has been like all the bad blood between the guys, but they don't like flat out hate each other. It's just like some pet. It's not like uh. Russell Westbrook legitimately hated Kevin Durant. It felt like when they when they played oh, each other yeah. after. He probably, I don't know if he still does. I don't know if he's over it or whatever. But uh, this one, it's just like sort of pettiness and sort of like mind games. And you saw Chris Paul at the when he's standing at the free throw lane, he just turns and, and just stares at James Harden, and he forces James Harden to like kind of like like James Harden looks so <laughs> flustered because James Harden has a one track mind. He's just like out there to get buckets. That's like all right. he's really trying to do he has no idea what the what the score of time is he's just like give me the ball i'll try to score if i don't have the ball just kind of stand over here um, <laughs> he's just kind of along for the ride but this yeah this has been the it's it's sort of the same the brady belichick thing is going on with the and like you said we're, we're recording this before game seven so we don't know what the ultimate outcome is i don't think it really matters like in terms of what we're interested in which is no. like the pettiness of it all um so this maybe something also... happens tonight that makes it takes it to the next level but like they're just it's just so like subtle like it's on everyone's mind but like no one wants to drill like chris paul's not going to come out and be like i hate all those guys in houston i was scapegoated uh for for the problems in houston and now it's hilarious look how they suck um meanwhile when chris paul came to oklahoma city and they traded russell westbrook away like the the the, the, the thought was oklahoma city was hitting a reset because they, they trade paul george to the clippers they trade russell westbrook away uh oklahoma city has not won a playoff series since kevin durant left um which they could do tonight obviously uh, so the thought was like, OKC okay, was kind of hitting the reset. They, they, I don't even know if they, I, if I remember right, they, they didn't want to necessarily keep Chris Paul. They wanted to like flip him again and like. No, yeah, I think that there was. I, I vaguely remember something along those yeah. lines that he so, wasn't like a sure thing there either. Oklahoma City is not supposed to be here. Um, whether they win or lose, like them making the playoffs in general was overachieving, or just in just making the playoffs at all was overachieving. Now they're taking like they're. I, I wouldn't say the Rockets are the biggest. Uh, rival to them but they kind of are just given the storylines with it all and now they're at game seven so like oklahoma city has kind of already won this breakup with with harden and westbrook despite being wow. here i think no yeah. matter what happens tonight i feel like they've already won i think you're right i also think especially because russ really blew it in game six yeah like he you know no one player is ever responsible for a loss but if anyone had to be it was russ and yeah what was interesting to me though and i don't know whether this is because it's the middle of the country and they're nicer than you know assholes like me, coastal elite. Um, but I tweeted, how satisfying was it for OKC fans for Russ to blow that? And yeah. I kind of meant it sarcastically as like, you know, that's got to feel really good. But I was also kind of really asking. And I got, I ended up deleting the tweet because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> no, truly, Mark. I, I was, everyone was like, oh, we still love him. Like Russ forever. Yeah. Like, I'm actually sad that he messed up. And I was like, is, I actually Googled. I was like, is Oklahoma in the Midwest? Because you are all being really, really nice about this guy who is, is like he. I, I wanted to be like you know he's trying to beat your team. Oklahoma right? is like, Oklahoma in the Midwest? 
It is. Well, so right? funny you should ask that because <laughs> there's a debate whether it is yeah. uh, Midwest or I think Southwest, and Southwest? people in Oklahoma can't agree on it either. So, yeah, I, that was a I, rabbit hole that I went down about. I Oklahoma. feel like I feel like it's Midwest. I'm I'm counting Oklahoma as a as a true Midwesterner. Uh, from yeah, you can say Midwest. that. I can. Uh, Oklahoma seems Midwest to me. Texas is not. Texas is Texas. Texas wants to be Texas, and I'm going to say Texas is Texas. It's its own region. I wouldn't even say it's Southwest. I say Texas is Texas. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma is the Midwest, as is Kansas, Nebraska, and all those like in the yeah. It's Tornado Alley. Tornado Alley's Midwest. You know, <laughs> if you if you aren't scared of tornadoes, but also are kind of, like you're you've experienced a devastating tornado in your life, but also like you hear a tornado warning is happening and instead of like going down to your basement, you just go outside and, and you're like, Oh sweet. I want to see it. Like that's Midwest. That's a Midwestern thing. <laughs> you know? Wait, is it Wizard of Oz, Oklahoma? No, the Wizard that's of Oz Kansas. is Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. Same, same difference. Same thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Anyway. So um, yeah. So, uh, uh, breakups are the, the, the story. I mean, like this is, this is going on in sports, Oklahoma city, like you said, game seven, that's been the tenor of the, of this entire series, Brady Belichick. There's also Messi leaving Barcelona. Did you care about that at all? No, um, to be honest. That's a bummer. This is, I mean, this, I, is, this is bigger than anyone else, by the way. I know, the I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Of all. It, look, Mark, listen, when you brought this up over text and you were like, also, Mezzi leaving Barcelona, and I was like, ah, he's so right, but I know so little about this. And so <laughs> I just don't really follow European soccer as much mm -hmm. as I should or wish I did. But, I mean, you know, there's time for self-improvement. So I Googled it. And I, I learned, okay. I learned what's should, going on. Should that be the name of this podcast? I Googled it. <laughs> uh, no, the, the name the of this Charlotte podcast would really be like, we went on Wikipedia for a yeah, few we, <laughs> I know how to use Wikipedia. So are you aware of who Lionel Messi is? Yes. Okay. Um, he is one of the greatest players of all time. I would say the greatest, the single the greatest. greatest. I think, I wow, think if really? you're. If you're arguing he's not the greatest at the like it's not I don't even think it's a LeBron Jordan situation. I think like the only people who don't want to say he's the greatest are they're just kind of haters of him. Like, okay. For whatever reason. Like they like Real Madrid and he's a Barcelona. I don't know. But he's 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 the greatest ever. And I I'm not the biggest soccer guy in the world, but I know enough about soccer to know that Lionel Messi, he's better than Pele. You sound like Arizona. a pretty big soccer yeah. guy right now. I'm a I'm a I'm a decent sized soccer guy, but uh so Messi, <laughs> Messi goes to Barcelona. He, he grows up in Argentina when he's like 14, I want to say. Uh, 2001, he goes to Barcelona, and he's been in Barcelona ever since. He's been with the club. That's kind of how it works in soccer. Like I didn't you, realize that. You go to like the youth club. It's not like the NBA where you get drafted or whatever. You just basically, they bring you on when you're young. They raise you up, and then you're on the senior team, and then that's like your club. Like it's, it's a big deal. Uh, so he's been with them since 2001. Um, this is, and, and he's only, he's 33 years old. I think he's actually literally one day older than I am. I think he was born the day before. Really? Yeah. Um, so anyway, the fact that he wants to leave Barcelona, this is massive news because this is, uh, yeah, Messi's the greatest ever at the most famous or the, 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 the most popular sport in the world. Mm -hmm. And he's been with this club for 19 years and he's saying, I'm done. I want out of here. And apparently he's going to Manchester city. These are what all the reports say. That's what I saw. It it also looks like it's a little messy from a legal standpoint. Ah, you know? nice. uh, I nice. didn't even I mean like to do that. Doing. Oh god, I should have just taken credit for that, but I really didn't mean to do that. Um anyway, it's it does seem like there's some complications because you know, Messi's side is saying that he has 
what is it that he's already unilaterally rescinded his contract with the club, but the club is like the only way you can get out of this is if you don't play for anyone next season and your salary. Oh, you did Google it. Wow. I did. I did. Um, I'm kind of, I'm a lawyer now. Yeah. He had a clause in his contract that he could basically back out at any time because he's messy. And he's like, I call the shots here, not you. Um, So yeah, I don't, that's going to be interesting to see how that uh, all pans out, but. But this He's, one seems kind of like the the mo- the ugliest potential one yeah, coming because yeah. like Tom Brady leaving the Pats, it, it wasn't that ugly really. Like it was sort of we kind of knew it was coming, you know. Yeah, they they let coming. us down easy. Um, Brady was tweet. He was like he was subtweeting the right term or like he was just kind of referencing it at all times throughout the season and and I don't know. It, it, it was it, it was not a surprise that Tom Brady left the Patriots, even though. It feels like it should have been. But Messi leaving Barcelona was a surprise. When that news broke, everyone was just like, what the hell? Are you serious? Um, But yeah, so reports are that he's going to Manchester City. I ask you this, Charlotte, uh, Mm -hmm. because you're not a soccer person. So um, I I would like an outsider's perspective. Have you ever stopped to think, and maybe you aren't even aware of this, there is a soccer team called Manchester United. And the name would imply that the entire city of Manchester is united around the soccer team. There is also a soccer – there's also another soccer team in Manchester – is that not confusing? Is that not, it's like Manchester well, is all united, but also we have this other soccer team. <laughs> man, that makes you think, dude. I hadn't thought of that, but I actually am realizing now that I think for a good portion of my life, I thought, I don't think I realized that Manchester United and Manchester City were two different teams. I think I kind of thought it was just interchangeable. Wow, we should clip this clip and put it on Twitter and yeah, just and like, I would get hate soccer. retweeted. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You'd be dragged into it, um, though, so that doesn't seem fair. No, it does. I'm a soccer guy. Please leave me out of this. All you soccer fans, all you hooligans. I'm a, I'm a footy. I'm a fan of footy. Uh, so in, in light of this, uh, because the, the other the other thing going on right now is, is the Washington football team has changed their name to the Washington football team. And mm-hmm. that is unimaginative. People are upset. Uh, I, I argued when they when they decided to temporarily, it seems temporarily, go by the Washington football team. I was like, listen, names are stupid. Name Sports names are across the board dumb there's no if you really stop and think about it like there are maybe four good sports names in this country (laughs) and like the rest of them are like what the hell like who came up with that it makes no sense um so i was like you know what washington football team's good uh and then and then people were saying like yeah that's the that's the way to do it is is name it after like the way soccer teams do it in europe um so anyway that's my long-winded way of saying uh (laughs) Are we sure soccer teams are good? Because I want to play a game with you, Charlotte. I want to play a game where I give you a, the name of a soccer team and you tell me whether it's a real or a fake name. Oh, my um, God. You would. Okay. Because I got some Let's good ones. It. Okay. So these. So I went to uh, the list of football clubs in England, mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> soccer. Uh, the Wikipedia page, the list of football clubs in England. Um and then you're going to tell me if these are real or fake names. Okay. The first one, we're going to go in alphabetical order. The first one is Biggleswade United. Biggleswade? No, yeah. that's it. That's like a um, a pub in Harry Potter. <laughs> it does sound like Harry Potter. That is a real team. I don't know if they've ever won anything, but Biggleswade United is a real one. That uh, is really good. Cadbury Athletic. No, you made that up. That is a real team, and their nickname is the Chocolate Men. <laughs> off of the Cadbury, oh that's like what they go by. They're the Chocolate Men, the Cadbury Athletic Chocolate Men. Okay. Um, there is Crooktown, spelled like it sounds. C R. No, you made that one up. That one is real. I what? don't know. Did, 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 yeah. Are these all real? 
they're, so far they're all real. Um, there is a, there is a, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of giving away. There's a, th this one's real. Distown. D-I-S-S -S, town. Distown. Distown. Distrack town. Dis, like, is it distrack or are they trying to say this? Is it like we play for distown? I, you play this, for that British. <laughs> the rivalry between Distown and Dat Town is one of the most passionate in England. Uh, all right, so is this one real or fake? Uh, Dorking Wanderers Reserve. Dorking Wanderers. Real. That's a real team. That's a real. All of these are real teams, Mark. They're all real. You teams. didn't make up a single one. I of didn't these make up teams. a single one. Should I? Should I keep game. it going? Uh, hashtag United. That's well, a real team. That can't be a real team. That's a real team. You're kidding me. This is the most uh, absurd thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I have three more. Pegasus Juniors is a real team. <laughs> Pegasus Juniors. Uh, South Park FC is a team. No. Yeah. They, they, when, they're, when they're losing, they just take their ball and they say, screw you guys, we're going home. Um, that's, what, that's what it said on the Wikipedia page. Uh, and then finally, Stone Dominoes. You can be a fan of – you can be a supporter of the Stone Dominoes. I need Stone Domino's gear. Yeah. I want Pegasus Junior gear actually more if I had to choose. And I also like Dorktown or whatever. Dork, dork, <laughs> Dorking Wanderers Reserve. Oh my uh, God. Oh, I skipped over one. There's a team called the Corinthian Casuals. There's, oh. like, I'm a fan of the Casuals. That's ours. That's ours. We're casual <laughs> Corinthian fans. That's still good. Oh my God. I don't know God. if that was a tangent worth going on, but I was just. Uh, I, I don't know. I some of those teams are uh, it's 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 amazing. It's, I loved the, it. The point is, there are no good sports team names in the world. <laughs> I don't. I'm convinced of it. They all suck. If you really we stop just, and think about it, you're like, yeah. This is we weird. just took a quick detour and mm -hmm. um, to to sports teams names are bad, but those are all pretty good. I do think though, back to the breakups for a second. Yeah. I I think that we need to talk about the worst ways that mm -hmm. players coaches fan bases can get broken up with because i have a few that i think we need to bring up in light of all of these recent um fissures if you will in the sports world um if you'll indulge me on that one yeah okay go ahead of course um, I, I will indulge you yes <laughs> okay thank you thank you um so this was actually a recent one that i saw um there's a there's a school called college of the redwoods and um, uh, apparently their – it's in California. Apparently their football team found out that the season was canceled due to COVID on social media. Like the school tweeted it or something before the students Oof. were informed. And I think that's up there with like – that's pretty bad. Just in general, finding out news about yourself on Twitter before you find out from the guy who made the decision about you. Has that's that ever happened to you? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not famous enough for that to have happened to me. No, like no one's ever no. tweeting about me unless it's like, what did what did that idiot say? You know, it's ha it's happened before. Like the closest thing that's happened. This is not even it, but uh, there have been times that like my buddy has texted me that people are roasting me on Twitter and I wasn't aware. Like I was off Twitter, you know. And he's like, he's like, damn, dude, people are killing you. And I'm like, huh? I'm like enjoying my day. I'm like, you know, just blissfully. <laughs> I'm at the park, just having a picnic. Just like, what a great day. And my buddy's like, dude, I'm here for you if you need help. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, people are killing you. On I'm like, huh? That actually <laughs> happened to me. That happened to me a few months ago. And uh, so I, I think it was, it was someone in sports media texting me and was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, no, God. I was having such a nice day. And then I had a panic attack. And I was like, God damn it. Anyway, 
Um, so I think that's a pretty bad way to get broken up with. But to get um, yeah, to get bad news over Twitter as is, a player, I guess. As a player, yeah. Uh, so like you're finding out your season canceled over Twitter. That's pretty bad. Would it be would it be better or worse to find out on the bottom line ticker? Like you're watching FS1 and it just comes out on the bottom. It's like it would it's be sort of the same thing, right? Yeah, it's sort of the same thing, but I think better to find out on TV because that at least feels a little more like you're I like, know. Hey, I'm on TV. You're right. You're <laughs> like, oh, cool. You know, hey, that's like, us. <laughs> it's like Mark Titus and Charlotte Wilder fired from Fox Sports, yeah. and we're like, oh, but that's me. <laughs> Mom, did you see me on TV? <laughs> right. So I think uh, that you know, at least that one comes with a perk. Um, what about like? Okay, so. Yeah, the bottom ticker, Twitter, friends or family calling is that that one to me is the worst. I think I'd rather find out on Twitter because like that the idea of like my mom or my brother finding something out about me before mm -hmm. I find out and they're the ones calling me to break the news. Like anytime that happens with like a celebrity death or something and, uh, you know, someone someone beats you to the punch. I hate that. I have one of my friends is big on that, that like he knows what he's doing. Like his, he he. All he wants to do is be the guy who knows stuff before you know him. So Ugh. he'll he'll text me and he'll be like, "Damn, dude, Michael Jackson," and he'll just say and like, <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, I saw the news, man. Like you didn't, you didn't, you, you know, like I, it, that was the one that like set me off because I was like, dude, what you think you're breaking this news to me? Like I'm not watching TV and like every channel is talking about Michael. Right, Jackson. that's the guy who thinks, like that's yeah. the guy who thinks he's the only one who can read. Yeah. Yeah. And he does that all the time. He'll do that with like any big news where he's like, I, yeah, I was, I don't know. I have, I have text alerts set up for Twitter. So like when Woj tweets out a trade, I know it before you do. And I'm like, dude, you don't. Cause I, I'm on Twitter. So I, cause I'm a loser and I spent yeah. all my time online. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, okay, I hate, you're not a loser, Mark. I hate that so much because I know it means so much to my friend. So anytime he does send me something that I don't know, I get so upset about that. So finding out bad news from the friend, um i'm trying to go like what's the worst way to like find out you're traded or cut uh because i'm trying to think I mean, of, like i feel like there's a you could i couldn't really think of any good examples of like a player finding out in a bad way i could only think of kind of injury-based ones like drew Bledsoe getting out of getting yeah getting, I mean, getting hurt and then, you know, coming back to find out that the backup has taken his job. But I did think of a lot of really good coach ones of the way coaches get fired. Okay, go ahead. Um, which, you know, like Lane Kiffin getting fired by USC <laughs> after the <laughs> yeah. ASU lap and getting left on the tarmac. Getting left on the tarmac's a big it, one. Didn't yeah. that also happen to him in Alabama or am I making that up? It, uh, it, it's, I don't know if it happened that way, but because that it was be, something bad. That's sort it of was like bad, the coach. Yeah equivalent yeah. of your significant other breaking up with you by throwing your clothes your out the stuff window. On the, well, I was going to say, like, a coach being fired, I feel like if you're a coach, the worst way you find out you're fired is you're pulling into the facility and someone else is parked in your spot. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, huh? And then you go to, like, you go to buzz in and you won't buzz in. You know, That's like, your, 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 your security tag won't work. Uh, I feel Jay like Jay Gruden getting fired at 5 a.m., that was yeah. pretty brutal. The The worst way in college basketball that it happens, like if you're a coach, the worst way to find out you're getting fired is if you're on the bubble and you, this is like your third year on the bubble. You know what on the bubble means in college basketball? Like you're, you're like it, it's the hot seat. It's shaky as to whether your team's going to make the NCAA tournament. Like it's still, oh. you got to win a few more games. We don't know. I if think I did know out. that. Yeah. But okay. I, 
So if, if you're a coach, you're always on the bubble every year. This is like year three on the bubble, and you're going into the conference tournament where it's like you got to win a couple games to make the NCAA tournament. And the athletic director comes out. He does an interview with, like, the local newspaper, the local radio show, and he goes, Charlotte Wilder is our coach. We love her. She's, she, she's our coach now and, and for the foreseeable future. Anytime you get the stamp of approval from an AD – that is a death sentence. It, it means the wow. exact opposite. It means well, that actually, you're 100% getting fired if you don't win. <laughs> that's so true. Now that you say that, I'm remembering. Do you remember when Steve Keim, um, the Cardinals GM, said uh, Josh Rosen is our quarterback yeah. right now yeah. for sure? And everyone's yeah. like, oh, Josh oh, Rosen no. is so screwed. Josh Rosen is screwed. Yeah, really. Like That's a pretty bad of, way to find out as a player. Any unsolicited stamp of approval. That's what I'd say. Like if, if the guy's being put on the spot and he's like, yeah, you know, he's our guy, like whatever – but anytime like a, a guy goes out of his way to do it, man, it's like, whew, I don't like, like, why is the athletic director doing an interview with the local radio show the day before the conference tournament starts? What's going on here? And that is definitely a, if you have to say it, it isn't true situation. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, also players, sorry, I'm just thinking of this. Like no. when, when, if you're the quarterback, like if you're Aaron Rodgers and your team drafts in the first round, a quarterback, like yes. they did with Jordan Love, that's a real, that's a bad one. fun way to yeah, find out like, that huh, things might be. Yeah, but Rodgers, you know, it happened. That's how Rodgers got on the Packers in the first place. So turnabout is fair uh -huh. play, right? Doing it to yeah. Brett Favre. Uh, what about getting cut? What about the Belichick, going back to Belichick, uh, the night before the Super Bowl? I feel like that has to sting. That's his move, right? It's like every year before the Super Bowl, he's like he picks a guy. He picks the weakest guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, he's like, one of you is – he looks around, he's like, one of you is going to die tonight, and it's going to be you. All right, get out of here. <laughs> you didn't play lacrosse, so yeah. you're out. Wow, um, yeah. That I mean, Belichick also, he quit a job by writing on a napkin. He quits the Jets job by being like, I'm <laughs> out. And then he left. And so that's a pretty bad way for those owners to find out, I guess. Um, I was thinking, too, Hard Knocks is going on right now. And that, I'll be honest, I watched the first episode, and then I was like, this is weird. Mm. Coronavirus era Hard Knocks. I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to follow this year. But uh, getting cut on Hard Knocks would be brutal, too. Like, you know you're being filmed on Hard Knocks, and you get called into the room. You know what's about to happen. And like the the coach or the GM or whoever lets you go, and you know there are just a million cameras. You know this is going to be on HBO. You know the whole world's going to be watching it. That would be brutal. And it's in training camp too, so like you never actually make the team. Yeah, I feel like that would be a tough way to to get broken up with. Or no, I think that's yeah. I think that's a really bad way. I have been watching Hard Knocks, and this last episode, um, McVeigh cut. They showed him cutting like I think they might have only showed him cutting two or three people, but. Um, it looked pretty brutal, and what I appreciated about it was that he didn't say the same thing every time. And I don't know whether that's because yeah. he knows he's being filmed, but he did at least switch it up with the with the verbiage. Does he does he try to sugarcoat it? Because I noted like most of the time yes. the guys do, he does try to sugarcoat. It. I don't McVeigh, like of course yeah, McVeigh. McVeigh's what like a what a loser. He's like our age. He's a sophomore. I know. I know. What a loser. Sorry, can't sugarcoat that was it. really. <laughs> Well, the one I saw, I watched the first episode, and was it the Rams or the Chargers? I forget. Man, they're the same It was colors. the Chargers. What are we doing with the same I, colors in the same city? Like, come on. It's ridiculous. Um, I, it's, it's hard to keep track of who's who. But they, they cut someone, and then, like, the coaches, after they cut him, they're like, damn, I kind of liked how pissed off he was. That was kind of nice. Like, maybe we should call that him. That was Anthony him. Lynn. He was like, That was Anthony Lynn. Yeah, it was. Did I have <laughs> cut him? Yeah. Exactly. He got pre he's got some fire to him. And you're he, like. He almost punched me. I think I like that. <laughs> that was good. Uh. I'm trying. Okay, so what about like players leaving in free agency? If you're a fan, what's the what's the worst way? Is is it the decision? Is LeBron James going on national oh, television wow. and 
and not even giving Cleveland a heads up. Like, I think in retrospect, the decision wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be, except for LeBron should have at least told Cleveland he's not coming back. And then, because like the suspense would have still been there. You could have called the Cavs, been like, I'm not coming back. Then that pain is kind of, you get a, you get time to process that. And then we still, as a country, don't know where he's going. So it's still like, let's all tune in to see where LeBron's going. And it still has the same effect. But to like gut punch Cleveland on national television live, oof. That was tough. Yeah. That's a tough Yeah, one. that's that's pretty bad. And then Dan Gilbert did not handle that breakup well because he wrote the letter <laughs> in Comic Sans. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, I think that's up there. Um, for me personally, um, Tom Brady leaving the day that sports got canceled on St. Patrick's Day when all the bars were closed yeah. in Boston. Like yeah. that yeah. it was I mean, in New York, like that's a that was kind of a gut punch, but also I was really sad and then, you know, I have now, like any good New Englander, buried my feelings about it. So Yeah, yeah. Don't don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. <laughs> oh, thing. thank you. What about uh Kevin Durant, a player's tribune article? I feel like that's kind of brutal. Like Well, also you're like Anytime you do something like that, especially these days, like you're gonna get memed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the picture of so, him yeah. standing up there. Has I, I thought about this? Has anyone ever? Uh, I don't know if this is. I know some celebrities have their. Uh, Jeremy Renner comes to mind, and I have no idea why I know this, but he used to have like his own app or something. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a whole thing. The yeah. Jeremy Renner app was like a big deal, and then he shut it down, and there was something sketchy. So about it. has has anyone like made a big announcement, a free agency announcement? I don't know if this has actually happened or not, but I feel like it should or it's coming that someone's going to like have their own app and like Tom Brady's like, you can find out, download the Tom Brady app where I will announce live on via Brady stream is what we're calling it. <laughs> um, that's really good. I feel like, I feel like we're, that's about to happen. I feel like we're, we're very close to that happening. Where the guy, only like, problem your heart, is- like you have to download his app and then you have your heart, like you're a Boston fan. You download, you're like, all right, let's download the Brady app. And then he breaks up with you via his own app that you download. I mean, like the you know the Warriors are like working on this. Like, yeah, Lake, yeah. what's his name? Lake. I can't remember his first name. Oh, uh, Lake. Yeah, yeah. Lake like of. the tech guy. He's like, hey yeah. Steph, you ever want to leave? Like, first of all, don't. Second of all, like Google will hook you up. But you'd have to make this. You'd have to make the app like Quibi. <laughs> Sorry, you have to make that like Quibi, <laughs> where you can't take a screenshot. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the entire like all you need to do is put that one screen up on Twitter. Yeah. Although you can take a picture of a phone, I think it wouldn't work because you would have too many people breaking the news for you on your app, yeah. and then you just look like a loser because you have an app that no one downloaded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, other other things we should point out break, breakups that that are painful. Uh, in 1984, the Colts moved from Baltimore to Indianapolis. They told nobody. They packed up Mayflower trucks from their offices, and in the middle of the night, when the city of Baltimore is asleep, they just drove them across from Maryland to, to Indianapolis, and everyone's like, no, wait a second. What's going on here? <laughs> there was no formal announcement. That is the all-time, like, that. that is an all-time bad way to do it. <laughs> That's incredible. Like, imagine waking up and your football team is gone. Yeah. yeah. Like, and especially like it's 1984 there's no twitter like word travel it takes like four days for anyone to like <laughs> pass news you know and like right. what happened i'm sorry right. what you know, the the Colts. like yeah you, you go to a bar it's like two days later you go to a bar and you're like man are the colts are you ready for the colts this year i think we got a good team you're like you haven't heard the news john that's so true i mean also like the entire city of seattle is still like weeping about the sonics yeah 
So yeah, that was a, that was a bad breakup in that. Also, St. Louis with the Rams. Yeah, the St. You know, Louis Rams. Like, one. Fan well, bases getting this to almost me happened anyway. to me as as a big uh, footy fan. Uh, I'm a Columbus mm-hmm. Crew fan. Um, and oh yeah, the Crew almost got stolen. The Crew were the the first ever MLS team, and the owner came in. He was a, he's he's an oil tycoon, like a son of an oil tycoon guy. He's he lives in the West Coast. He was. He came into Columbus and he was like, I don't like this city and I'm going to take this team and move them to Austin. And then he blamed everything on the fans. That was a, like, if, if the crew would have left, that would have been, oh my God, because he blamed, he just blamed everything on the city and the fans. He's like, I did all I could, which is not true at all. He did the exact opposite. He sabotaged the team and then he tried to like swindle it, but there was like a law. So the whole reason the crew kept the team is like, when Art Modell, I'm I'm getting into the weeds. I'm sorry, but I got passionate. About no, it's great. It's great. When Art Modell uh, took the Browns, he left. He he took the Browns from Cleveland to Baltimore, and they became the Ravens. And and the the whole city of Cleveland like hates Art Modell forever. He's he's public enemy number one in Cleveland. The state of Ohio put a law in that said basically you can't do that. <laughs> like, really? No, you can't do that. So. So the guy tried to do this with the crew, but there was a law because of Art Modell that you can't just move a franchise unless you have a good faith effort to try to sell it to somebody. So at the last minute, it comes full circle. The the Haslam's, the Browns owner, uh, bought the crew, and they were like, "We'll we'll buy the crew." We'll and, and so they did, and they saved it. And now Austin gets their own franchise. Uh, they get they get an expansion team because that's how MLS uh, that's how MLS works. Is it's just a Ponzi scheme where they just keep having. <laughs> expansion teams but anyway. it's like one of those like mlm marketing things that your friend from high school like right. posts like please buy the skincare mls is like do you want a franchise wow thank you i didn't <laughs> yeah, know so that there you whole, a, yeah it was whole story it, it was very similar to the sonics but the sonics i think the difference is the sonics know that they're getting an nba team back i think like everyone in seattle is like still very hurt but deep down they're like the moment that someone's moving the moment there's an expansion whatever it's coming to seattle so there's that saving grace. Whereas the Columbus fans, we were like, yeah, no one's trying to, no one's trying to start an expansion to Columbus. We're screwed. This is it. If they leave, we're done. Um, other, other notes I had uh, that, that I wanted to talk about coaches leaving. So this is a thing in college sports of like a, your coaches leaving people find out via flight tracker of like, cause like all these colleges are in small towns. And so if, if you see like a, a flight from Tucson to like South Bend, you're like, well, I guess the coach of Arizona is going to be the new coach of Notre Dame. Like, I guess that's pretty much what's about to happen here. Um, I love that one. I love that yeah. one. I think the flight tracker is such a, a 21st century, like, that's an example of maybe we should all go back to landlines. <laughs> like, maybe we should all just take a little break. Um, yeah. yeah. But Mark, you got, you got really passionate about the crew leaving, which is, you know, yeah. you couldn't imagine them being in Austin. And I feel like there's so many things in sports and also in life that you just like, like I can't get used to. Um, do you have that? Yeah, Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform. I've seen a picture of him 4,000 times wearing the Bucks <laughs> uniform, and it still is like jarring that this yeah. guy is not in a Patriots uniform. Thanks for which, bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very strange. Um, <laughs> do, what, what do you do? You have a list? Should we go through our list of our? Yeah, our, I think we things should. That we, uh, things that we'll never get used to. Yeah, that- I, I wrote down, um, I have five, I've sort of power ranked my my top okay. five things that I might never get used to, that I probably, that I know I will never get used to. Okay. Um, obviously, I, I'm just, there are a few honorable mentions I just want to get out of the way, which is obviously. No, 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 no hold on, hold on. Do, we'll do the honorable mentions last. Don't spoil oh, it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Don't spoil wow. it. 
That's right. such a good point. We should Sorry. Take the top five and then go back and do the honorable mentions. I You're think. right. Spoiling it would be neither Don't fun nor it. funny. It's not fun nor, nor funny. Okay. So let's, okay. Let's just just dive into it. What's your what's what, do you want to go five to one? Are you? Yeah, I want to go yeah, five right, to one. Right. And and mine mine is a mix of sports and not sports. It, mm-hmm. It's heavy on the sports, but it's also it's, number five is not sports. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> um, number five is that Phil Collins was in Genesis and Don Henley was in the Eagles. And now the reason that this I will never get used to this is because I I did not know that Phil Collins was in Genesis and that Don Henley was in the Eagles. So I thought. Genesis and the Eagles were their own thing, and Don Henley and Phil Collins were just two solo guys. And when I found that out a few years ago, I'm 31, I found that out a few years ago, and it blew my mind, and I'm still not used to it. I feel like you're inside my brain. Uh, I literally had a conversation four days ago, three days ago, four days ago. A friend of mine, we're listening to the radio, or we're, we're – we're, we're listening to whatever, whatever you, you, you get it on the shuffle. We're listening you to turn a, on your record player. And <laughs> we're listening to yacht rock shuffle on Spotify and Genesis comes on and they say, I don't know much about Genesis. And I say, it's Phil Collins. Like it's Phil Collins band. And the, the light bulb goes off. Like, Holy shit. The guy in Genesis does sound like Phil Collins. And it, that happened four days ago, Charlotte. Wait, really? So, yeah. I swear to God, I, I had this conversation where I explained That's that Phil insane. Collins was in Genesis four days ago. <laughs> To somebody who is also, also about is, your age yeah so. <laughs> this is just proof that like we should be doing this podcast because yeah. our brains are just yeah. like similarly melted that is that is a good point getting used to guys that have like solo careers and uh that but they were in favor like the same is true of like steve perry he had the the oh sherry song and you're like just throw that in journey's catalog what are we doing like come on right why, why do or we gotta like, break it up and yeah. George Harrison had some like real bangers on his own mm-hmm. and you're like, but just, they should do that. That should be like, I, I wish like Spotify worked that way where like, if you go to the Beatles page, like all the Paul McCartney solo songs are on there and John, <laughs> like they're all like, just put them all together. Like, you know what we mean? You know, like, I guess the only difference would be like Justin Timberlake and NSYNC. Like those feel like two very distinct, different entities right imagine imagine if insync tried to claim everything justin timberlake has done since then yeah yeah. also destiny child and beyonce is the same that's true that's the that's the same logic applies there where it's like all right those are two very odd but a lot of them it's like you said it's the same sort of you have to be drastically different and Don Henley was not drastically different when he left the Eagles. It was just like no like Boys of Summer is an Eagle song with like one voice. Yeah. Right? Uh, what's your number one. five my number five is weeknight football other than monday night i i'm still not used to this we've been doing this for years now uh thursday night football confuses me when i turn on this i know it's going to happen i i know it's coming and then like thursday night it's on i'm like whoa nfl football on thursday night same with like random college game like you'll get like a random mac game on a tuesday night or something it just so i do not like- college football at night on a weekday i cannot yeah. comprehend I, I like it. I'm not complaining that it's happening. I'm just saying, like, I haven't gotten used to, like, building my schedule around it. It's Friday night is high school, Saturday night is college, Sunday night is NFL, and then there's one very special game on Monday night. <laughs> but, you know, like, breaking that cycle. so, so All-American. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Like, that's the football schedule in my mind. So, like, if a buddy texts me and they're like, hey, you watching the game Thursday night? I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> I, I, I fall backwards. I'm like, no, what's going on on Thursday night? What would you say? Like, is that yeah, like is that like 50 first dates where like every week you have amnesia and you wake up and you're kind like of, football yeah. on Thursday? Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, that's right. And they're like, dude, it's week 12. We've been doing this for 12. Like, what are you talking? I'm like, I know. So I it's just, years of this now. It's, yeah, it's literally years. I'm like, I know. I just wasn't, I wasn't 
I don't know. So that's, that actually that's ties into my number one, but I'm going to, I'm going to save it for number okay. one. Um, my number four is Mr. Peanut not being the planters logo <laughs> slash being dead. Dude, that was this year. Mark, explain, they killed... explain this to me. And by me, I mean the entire audience. Cause yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, dude. Okay. So during the Super Bowl. Like uh -huh. leading up to the Super Bowl, there was this whole big thing, how Mr. Peanut, something was going to happen to Mr. Peanut and we were going to find out. Well, I don't really know what the deal was, but I just know that during the Super Bowl, there was a commercial where Mr. Peanut dies. <laughs> I remember this now. Oh, oh no, that. no, no. Maybe Mr. Peanut had already died. I don't know. Either there way, Planters yeah, yeah. ran an ad campaign where Mr. Peanut dies and is reincarnated as Baby Nut. That's it. That's the entire. And now, Baby Nut has apparently, according to the ad campaign, turned into a teenager. And I'm like, I will a, I will never get used to Mr. Peanut not being the thing. B, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're just taking a year off and leading up to like, eventually he ages into Mr. Peanut again. Yeah, that's that's got to be what's happening. And it's supposed to be like you it, you you follow along the whole time. It's like the what was the movie Boyhood where they followed the kid like all throughout his. Yeah, that's what I feel like we're doing here is they want you locked in on the arc of baby nut and as baby nut goes off to kindergarten and you were there. It's, it's the baby Truman nut. show. It's the Truman show, but with baby nut. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Exactly. Jim Carrey is baby. I don't, is it going to be in a year or are they, is this going to be like 30 years of like, <laughs> like you find out Mr. Peanut is like, he, he goes off to college. He develops like a substance addiction problem. He overcomes it. <laughs> He gets, he gets married, married, he gets divorced. Divorced. Wow. <laughs> he buys a boat. <laughs> <gasps> Mr. Peanut on a boat. Yeah, so anyway, so uh, that's that's yeah. mine. All right, uh, that's a good one. Uh, my number four is uh, JJ Reddick's tattoos. Um, I, I will never get used to J I, I JJ Reddick to me is always like the preppy white guy for Duke. Uh, and then one year suddenly... He just all of a sudden it was I think he was on the Clippers at the time. All of a sudden he has a full sleeve tattoo, uh, with like an angel and I forget what else is going on on there. And it just like I, I never ever get used to it. Every time I see JJ Reddick playing basketball, I see he's got the arm sleeve. It doesn't look bad per se. Like as tattoos go, there are worse tattoos. It just doesn't fit on JJ Reddick in my brain. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for me. I'm totally with you. I'm totally yeah. with you. I I feel that way too. I that would be like if um you know kirk cousins showed up with a full sleeve yeah yeah you'd be like it's weird mm. this is something that do guys do a lot of where they once they get to cop once they get to the nba i mean they do something different and and i, I guess it's not even duke guys it's honestly like white guys in the nba it's like you don't want to I, I i i brought this up on on my show with tate not too long ago is you don't want to be um a white guy who's like year six in the NBA and you look the exact same as you did in college. You have to do, you have to do like a new hairdo. You have to do like tattoo. Or you, you have, have to, to get something. really hot. Yeah. You have to do like white guys up. in the NBA love to get really hot. Like right mm -hmm. when they're about to retire. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of glow ups happen. Yeah. Gordon Hayward had a glow up. I think uh, Kevin, Kevin love. love, Kevin love. I feel like also. Kyle Korver even Kyle Korver did a little bit too. Yeah. Well, uh, you can't do the same thing. And uh, some guys get the tattoo and it just doesn't, I mean, again, I'm not criticizing JJ Reddick's tattoo cause it looks okay, but at the same but time, it's still weird. You're not used to it. If you're used, if you were watching JJ Reddick in college, like I was, I watched every second of that guy's college career. It's just like, what? That's not that guy can't have a sleeve tattoo. That doesn't make any sense. Right, right. I think anyway. it's I think it's yeah. Anyway, right. um number my three. number three is mm -hmm. the names of stadiums. 
I have no idea what any stadium is named because I simply, you know, like, like Comiskey Park is not guaranteed rate field. Also, I have, I will die on this hill that stadiums should not be allowed to be named after corporations and you should keep it like Wrigley or Fenway Park. And I feel uh, strongly. Now, hang on a second. Everyone's saying Wrigley is the gum, is it not? So, yeah, but like it's, but is it the gum? Was it the grandfather? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you unless it's like obvious corporate synergy, like Miller Park for Milwaukee, for example. Like that, like Miller and Milwaukee are one in the same. Like Coors no. Field for the Rockies, that's a no brainer, right? Okay. So, what I mean, let me amend this. It's, let me it's amend the this. weird one. It's like the app that was created like two years ago that like has a lot of VC money and they're just dumping it all in naming rights and no one's ever heard of it. You're like, what the hell are we doing here? Right. That, it's, that like, it, it, it's like, it's like a Tinder arena. Like no <laughs> yeah, one wants yeah. that, you know, no, no one wants, one wants yeah. like, um, yeah. find my phone stadium. Right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we're not trying to do that. I mean, if, if it's corporate, but it's been there for a while, I'm cool with it. If it just rotates every year where it's like, you know, StubHub and then it's guaranteed yeah, right field and yeah. then it's NRG. I'm like, what are we like? I don't know. It has to be, yeah, the company has to have existed for at least 100 years. One. I'm putting that rule in place. It has to, their headquarters have to be in that city. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have any, like, I'm trying to think of what else. You can't have, like, a cartoon mascot. If, if, you're, if you're a company with a cartoon mascot, like, you're not, like, elegant enough to have your name on a stadium, I don't think. Exactly. You get and it. And if you have, like, candy-ass colors, too, I don't love that. The idea of, like... Is there something? Is there a Duncan? You can only be a beer company and you can yeah. only be based in that city. And that is it. That is That's the it. only place that is allowed to sponsor That's a stadium. It. Or, or like you could like manage some hedge fund, something like, I don't know, like if it was like Merrill Lynch, something. That, that, I, don't, no. I don't know if I like that. I don't even know if no. I like that. I'm just trying Come to think on, of like old, but like, yeah, you're right. GE, maybe like, like hot GE dog, a hot some... dog company. Like Nathan's could have a park. Nathan's could have that because that ties a in. Yeah, yeah, that ties in. There has to be like some logic. You have to I... be able to buy the company's thing at the stadium. Listen, Charlotte, it makes sense in my head. I'm just trying to like <laughs> put it into words. Like you're I... thinking, I know what you're doing. You're thinking of logos that like look kind of classy. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's, that's all, it is. all you're doing. That's all it is. I can I picture it on and the all side you can of think a... of is Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch, yeah, like the bowl. <laughs> it's like that looks that works for me. If like the yeah, if the the Giants and Jets played at like Merrill Lynch Stadium, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Where what do they play at? Who knows? Who? Who? The Giants and Jets. What's that stadium? Oh, called? MetLife. MetLife. Yeah, that one's not the worst. But is yeah, that the one but with I mean, Snoopy, like the Garen- is that the one with Snoopy as the mascot? Yeah, I don't like that the cartoon. I don't like cartoon. Also, guaranteed rate is just like one giant arrow pointing down, which is like, well, that's the direction <laughs> the team's going. So you know, like. Um, it's like uh, what what the definition of what was the congressman that said pornography? I I know it when I see it. That's how I feel about these. Like oh, I, know, yeah. I know I can't explain what pornography is, but I know it when I see it. I can't explain what a good corporate name is for a stadium, but I know it when I see it. So yeah, that's anyway. the intangible. Yeah, that's the intangible uh, factor. My number three on my list is Facebook for non college students. I never got oh. used to it. That's why I deleted my Facebook. Facebook. I was of the age that. When Facebook uh, first started, it was for college people. It was for Harvard, first of all, and then it became for like all college people. Then they opened it up to high schoolers. And even that was like kind of okay because it was like sort of the same demographic. Like most of the high schoolers were like about to go to college anyway. Uh, But then they opened it up. I think it was 06. It was like right as I graduated high school, I had already gotten my at edu Mm -hmm. address so I could could log in for Facebook. I could sign up for Facebook. Then I think in 06, that was my first year of college. Um, 
and they opened it up to everyone basically. But it took a few years for, cause you know, there was no like 55 year olds that were like, oh, I want to join this platform that all these college kids are on. I mean, there probably were a lot of creepos, but you know. Right. Um, so for a while, even though they like had opened it up, yeah, for a while uh, they had opened it up, but it wasn't, it was still like a college thing. And then right around like 2009, 2010, as I was finishing college, it became the Facebook we all know and hate today. And I was like, I gotta get, I can't do this. I, this is just something I'll never get used to. Like the idea of my, my dad texting me, like, do you see this on Facebook? I'm, I still like, I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, on no, Facebook? I didn't dad. Um, you realize no, billions of people are on Facebook and I'm like, yeah. I totally agree with that. Wait, so you were 06 from high school? Mm-hmm. I, I Class of 06 in high school. Class of, okay, I was class of 07, and it was, like, a huge deal if you got an mm-hmm. older sibling's, like, a friend's older sibling's email address so that you could log in and, like, yes. stalk the cute, because, like, yeah, guy who'd yeah. just gone to college and, I mean, just spitballing here, for right, example, right. as a thing some one could do. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. My, uh, yeah, it's, it's, my number... I, I, Social media in general, I'm not used to. Like, I, I don't know. That's my final thought. It's just like basically all social media changes. I, I, that's how I know I'm old. Is like I would say Twitter. The the turning point for Twitter for me when I turned on Twitter is when they got rid of the stars. The favorites became the likes. When that happened, I was like, that, that's the that's the demarcation line. I think. But when that happened, I was like, I'm, that's I don't one <laughs> one change too many for Mark. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, number two for you, Charlotte. Number two also goes back to, um, I guess, kind of that same era around 05, 06, um, which you and I, not on the podcast, but we've talked about this separately, is Johnny Damon is a Yankee. Yeah. When yep. he was traded from That's... the Red Sox and and went to the Yankees, I was devastated. He's a little uh, off his rocker now, but at the time, he was my favorite player, one of my mm-hmm. favorite players, and um, and that just hurt. And anytime I see a picture of him in a Yankees uniform, I'm just like, I feel betrayed, and I can't get used to it. That is uh, the 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 moment that happened. I think I think I said this to you. I think the moment Johnny Damon switched is the moment the Red Sox Yankees rivalry was dead to me because he was on all those Red Sox teams that hated the Yankees so much. And this man was not only willing to cross enemy lines, he was willing to get rid of his luxurious flow and his nice his thick beard. You know, like. Even like just that was, you saying I, I, that, I feel yeah. like sick to my stomach. Like that that was how willing he was he was willing to go to those links to betray the red side. It was yeah, I, I vividly remember uh Jesus is my homeboy t-shirts. Those were hot in the streets yes. back then. And then people started making Johnny Damon as my homeboy t-shirts. Damon is my homeboy, whatever it was. Yeah, he was cool. He was really cool. And then he joined the Yankees and I was like, Well, that sucks. <laughs> I was like, sorry you died, Johnny. Um, sorry you're dead to me. My number two is a uh, uh, kind of like the the naming of uh, uh, stadiums, um, the the naming of teams, and specifically uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Not used to it. Not used to Los Angeles. Not used to being San Diego. Uh, also, I throw the Charlotte Bobcats in there. The entire time the Charlotte Bobcats existed, I called them the Charlotte Ho- Charlotte Bobcat. Like I would do that every <laughs> single time. I'm like, yeah, they played the whole Bobcats. <laughs> I'd always catch myself. I'm with you. Uh, I never once got used to calling them the Bobcats. Um, and I'm still not used to the, the other one would be like the Angels, whatever the hell the Angels called it, the Anaheim. Are they Anaheim? Are they LA Angels of Anaheim? The Angels. Anaheim. They'll always be the Anaheim Angels to me. Um, what are they? They're like technically the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. No. Really? It's all. See, I don't yeah, even, I'm so true. not used to it. I don't even know that. I don't even, I don't know. I'm a sports yeah. writer and I don't know the the name of one of America's teams. So 
I don't think the Angels fans even know at this point. They just call them the Angels. Are there even Angels fans, to be honest with you? I don't There's know. just Mike Trout. <laughs> He's yeah, the only so, thing um, I know about the Angels. It's weird how some of them, like, I pick up on really quickly and others I don't. Like, I think, like, the Raiders moving to Las Vegas, I don't think that'll be hard for me to say the Las Vegas Raiders, and I don't know why. Like, I – that one no, registers, but the Las I, – I, I say the San Diego Chargers still, and I will for a very long time, I think. That's such a good yeah. one. That's so yeah. much better than than my number one. My number one is so aggressively stupid, but I can't get over it, which is that they don't have – color rush uniforms on thursday night football anymore (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's the tweet that's a good one that's That's all i have to say about that That is is that i turn it on expecting to see like the buccaneers looking like a bunch of cheetos and instead they're wearing normal uniforms and i hate it the seahawks look like little green worms and i loved it do they do color rush still at all are there like games like, that are designated color yes. rush games? Or are there there okay. are like select games just, for color rush, I think. But I liked when it was every Thursday you yeah. were guaranteed a color rush matchup and I loved it. They should they should make the London a color rush game the, the oh. every time they play in London or something. By the way, speaking of playing in London, I had this idea for the the Chargers because no one likes the Chargers in Los Angeles and no one cares. And even they're building a new stadium. I think both teams are using it, but it's just called the Rams new stadium. Um because no one, no one even acknowledges the Chargers. What if this is this is my galaxy brain idea? Tell me if this is a good idea or the worst idea ever, Charlotte. Uh, it, it, there's nothing in between. It's got to be one or the other. Uh, okay. What if the Chargers were the first international team in the NFL, and by that I mean they don't have a home field at all. They just they all they're they are the team that always play. They play in London. They play in Mexico City. They play a game in like Vancouver, like. And so the idea here is that every every NFL fan from outside of America is a Chargers fan because that's like the inter, like they represent it's like USA versus the world and the Chargers are the world team and they are the team anytime the NFL wants to play a game around the world the Chargers are the designated home team that's they play eight international games a year this is a stupid it doesn't have thing. to be like in China damn it no Mark this it doesn't is have to be China they can play in like Vancouver that's like close enough that's a you know. Dude, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. They, those games would be so bad because that team would just be constantly jet lagged. The team they have no fans, Charlotte. If you go to a Chargers game right now, it's all whatever fit. Like they play the Packers, it's eighty Packers fans in the stands right now. Like you, they might as well have some. Yeah, they will be all jet lagged. You're right, but they. Can, that's nice of you to try to get. But the you can keep it close. Fans. Like how far? Like make their practice facility in L.A. Like how far is? They could be Hawaii's team too. Maybe they play a game in Hawaii. Beautiful. Uh, there how you go. far is a flight from LA to Vancouver and LA to Mexico City? It can't be that far, right? Like four hours? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been on a plane in years right. at this point. I bad idea. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. My number one uh, thing I'll never get used to is very Midwestern to me, um, but it, it had to be number one. It is the Sears Tower being named whatever the hell it's named now uh, in Chicago. The Does Sears it have a different Tower name now? Was, it has had a different name for like over 10 years. And I think it was Willis, I want to say. The Willis Tower, maybe? Um, yeah, the it's the Willis Tower. That's definitely right. Uh, and I will just never call it the Willis Tower. Nobody in the Midwest, it's the Sears Tower. It will always be the Sears Tower. Um, it is because for the longest time, Charlotte, the Sears Tower was like 
the beacon of hope in the Midwest. It was it was the thing we it was the tallest building in the world, and it was in the Midwest of all places in I the know. world in the Midwest in Chicago. You guys made us really all had proud. We're like, I'm there. proud to be from the Midwest. We had <laughs> something, and they, and then it gets passed up, and then not only is it not the tallest building anymore, but the, uh, but then they change the name, and it's like, no, we gotta have, we gotta hold on to something. We gotta hold on to some bit of nostalgia, and it's gonna be called the Sears Tower forever. So anyway, <laughs> I have I have nothing to add That's to that. I completely feel your pain. If they were to change like the Prudential Center, Prudential Tower. Oh my God! Now I can't even remember what it's called. So I'm completely undercutting my point. Yeah. But names of buildings <laughs> should always stay the same, and names of stadiums. Yeah. So. Yep. There it is. Well, and there should be the name. Every the name of everything should stay the same as it was when I was coming of age. <laughs> yes. That's Everything what I remember. Should be it as. as it was when Mark and I were uh, twelve years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, because that's how I remember it, and if that's how I remember, it, that's how everyone else should too. <laughs> Amen. What uh, Amen. what honorable mentions did you have? Uh, just like Brady and Gronk in a, in Bucks jersey and Mookie Betts in a Dodgers uniform. Uh, I gotta be honest, you're not gonna like to hear me say this. I'm already used to Mookie Betts in a Dodgers. It already. Yeah, I know. I it, it breaks my I'm heart. Mark. It, it breaks my heart. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it already works. It just makes sense. It's like you guys see him in the the white and blue, and I'm like, yeah, that guy belongs in. The okay, game. this podcast is over now. So <laughs> thank you all for listening. And no, seriously, uh, uh, I think we did it. I think we recorded our first ever episode of the People Sports Podcast. I think so. Um, that's the uh, yeah, we, we we did do it. Is there any cleanup duty you have? Is there anything you wanted to say earlier that we didn't get to? Is there anything? I feel like we really well. I do have a funny story about a breakup. What's the funny story about a breakup? Go ahead. That when I was in high school, um, I was dating this guy and he played the guitar in the talent show and he sang Incubus's song, Drive. And yeah. like I was sitting in the audience and like all my friends are sitting around me and he comes up and they're like poking me like, oh, and I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. Not a big deal. And then when he got to the part, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there in the song. Um, he sang it to me. Like he looked at me in the audience and my uh -huh. friends were like, oh my God, like that was so cute. And I just, I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm kind of a big deal. And then two days later he called me and he was like, um, I just don't think I can give you what you need. And I was like, I'm 17. <laughs> like, what do I, need I need? I don't need much. And I was like, and, but yeah, I had to hand it to him. Cause like, he didn't break up with me tomorrow. He, yeah. he did it the day after. So he, he didn't lie. Yeah, He didn't lie. Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there. Whatever yeah. two days from now brings. I will not All be bets there. are off. I thought you were going to say, Charlotte, that when he's singing the song and he comes out into the crowd, he he locks eyes with you. He's approaching you. He's <laughs> he's going to grab your hand and and look you in the eye, except he keeps walking and he goes up to another woman and grabs her <laughs> hand that's like sitting three rows behind you. That's what I thought you were going with that story. That's how you found out that you had broken up with him. <laughs> that would be that would be so mean. Yeah, I mean, he, that would have been was, brutal. Yeah. Yeah, he was a little more gentle than that, but yeah, I just that's my favorite breakup story. Um, um, so. I have some homework for the uh, uh, the the people. For the people, because, yeah, because I got I got down a rabbit hole. This was, by the way, full disclosure. We were initially going to call our show Rabbit Hole, and we were going to like just try to see how crazy we could just get off the rails with stuff. Um, which yeah, we're but still kind of doing. We are totally still doing that, but it turns out that there are thirteen thousand. Everyone and their mom has a podcast called The Rabbit. Yeah, they do. Also, uh, we work for Fox Sports, and we told the, the our bosses at Fox Sports, we're like, we want to do a show called Rabbit Hole, and they're like, what's that about? We're like, I don't know. We talk about stuff from like the '90s, or we talk about like, you know, 
crimes in the 1920s, like stuff like that. And they're like, you work for Fox Sports. You understand that, right? Like it's just, you're a sports company. <laughs> we're like, right, I think, I think our boss literally said to us, he was like, can, uh, so this, but the sports, but the, but the sports, Could you and we were like, sports? you, <laughs> you, sir, have a good point. Uh, be that as it may, as we are researching for this, I, I do find myself going down rabbit holes and, uh, I just wanted to, to give the people some homework that, uh, so I'm fascinated by the skyscrapers. I was, I was reading about the, the Sears tower. Um, so my homework for the people, if, if you would like to indulge, uh, just go, go to like the skyscraper Wikipedia page. And what's, what's crazy, Charlotte is Basically, all the tallest buildings, except for like the World Trade Center, the New World Trade Center, and like the Sears Tower, are in Asia. And that I'm just fascinated by that. And I was reading into it, and then like we had to do the show. So I, I it's very strange. I, I there was something about like the Europeans don't like skyscrapers because it messes up their aesthetic, and they are just like so prestigious and like we have old history, and like don't put skyscrapers and it. it screws up, uh, you know, our history. But uh, there was something. I'm like, just laughing because I did. I no joke did the exact same thing. You were looking at skyscrapers. I was looking. I was looking at the Wikipedia page for skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I went down a rabbit hole because there's this. My my. The thing that makes me happy these days is looking at like real estate and architecture on Instagram. And there was this one that I somehow came upon where this guy takes pictures of the world's tallest building in Dubai. And I was uh, like, "What is the deal with this building?" So I started yeah. looking at that build, and then I so. <laughs> and then you're like, "What is the deal with like Asia having all the tallest buildings? All the buildings? Why? why yeah, it, it's it, it was it was stat There's none in South America. There's none in Africa. There, apparently, uh, uh." Australia had a bunch. My what I what I found was like Australia and Melbourne had they had a bunch of skyscrapers, but they didn't build them right, and they're like no longer standing. Oh no, that's really dark. I don't know. It, it's it's fascinating how they built these things. Like and the fact that a million years ago a ten story building was considered a skyscraper. Um, all of it, all of it's hilarious. And I also bring that up to say September third is International Skyscraper Day, <laughs> which is today. If you're listening to this, it's today. It's Thursday. The day that our show comes out. Oh, that's perfect. It I all lines it. up. So that's the show. That is the the, the inaugural episode. We, we got it off the ground. We, we I love it. Have I'm so, I've been so psyched about this for so long. Um, I hope that the people like it. I also hope that people tell all their friends to mm -hmm. rate, review, and subscribe um, because I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Give us five stars. That's what we want. Uh, but yeah. yeah, also give us feedback. You know, like we want to talk about, this is the people's show. So we want to talk about fun stuff. We're trying to have fun here. We don't want to, we don't want to break down if the Lakers are for real this year. You no. Hear, that's boring. There's a million we're, people talking about We're that. not going to do that. We want to do our top five uh, times we got broke up by <laughs> having an incubus song. <laughs> Sing to us, and um, also, and also sports, <laughs> and also maybe sports. Um, I'm at the Wilder things. I am. You are. At, I am at Club Trillion, uh, but at at the Wilder things as well. If you want to tweet at me, just tweet at the Wilder things. That's where. Oh, don't put this on me, Mark. All right, we're uh, done. We'll, we'll be back every Thursday. Like, subscribe, review, however the internet works. Do all those things for us, and we will see you guys next Thursday.